Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars on the road i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop it's true and john straight up i know we have so much to get into this week but i'm gonna throw us right off track right at the beginning sound cool um i wasn't prepared for this well, too bad, man. You gotta expect the unexpected on the Kachat. That's a catchphrase we've always had. Don't check that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the Kachat, it's surprising. Expect the un-Kachat. But no, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> but, John, do I sound a little different to you? Do I sound like a changed man, perhaps? I feel like the answer should be yes. Yeah, 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 it should. But for me, the answer's no. Maybe... Uh, Maybe you can hear in my voice something different happening with my feet, perhaps? Um, you're not kicking everything around you? Well, that's true. I, I usually have to edit that out, but I'm not kicking everything around me this week because I've got something pretty precious on my feet right now, John. I don't know if you saw the Kachat's official tweet about this or my Instagram story about this. I... I believe I know what you're speaking of. Has has the day come? John, they arrived so quick. I've got them. Folks, I've got them. And if you haven't seen the Kachat's official tweet, folks, they did another run of adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs. And you know your boy got in there. And yet, uh, quite impulsively, I bought some adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs uh, without knowing. A, Crocs run a little small. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, John, but my feet are both pretty short and pretty... The arches are tall and wide, so shoes usually don't fit me good. So these are very tight on my feet. I <laughs> did not... know that you had small feet. I did know <clears throat> also... One other thing about your feet, and that is that you can't feel a good portion of them. Yeah, yeah, usually. <laughs> because my shoes are either tight or they're too long, so if you step on the front of my shoes, there's no toes there. <laughs> so yeah, these are much too tight, but I do own a pair of adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs, John AMA, about it. All right. Do they feel like speed? Again, they are squeezing my feet in ways I don't enjoy, so not particularly, but I am going to, I read on the internet, if I threw, throw them into the dryer for a couple minutes uh, and let them heat up and then wear them after that, it should deform the rubber to my feet a little bit better. So maybe after that. All right. That seems very dangerous, Doesn't simply it? because uh, if you leave it in for... A hair's breadth too long, you no longer have crocs. You have just balls of rubber. Yeah, I'm very afraid of it uh, because, like, I don't know. I did spend some money on these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I have checked. This was something I was going to do. They are also worth a decent amount. <laughs> I checked on eBay uh, for the most, you can check for like the most recently sold of items. And looking at it, one sold yesterday, a pair uh, in my size even, sold yesterday on eBay for $140. And how much did you spend? Uh, less than half of that. You are an investor. 
I am. Congratulations. I am ruining them by wearing them. Uh, especially since, again, my feet are deforming them. <laughs> and the goal of what you have just described is to intentionally deform them more. Yes, so I can be comfortable wearing them. I think the point of Crocs. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Oh, I didn't even know they lit up. John, did you know they lit up? I didn't think that that was even a consideration. Um, especially seeing as how, you know, Lightning McQueen himself for the first movie did not light up. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, but his headlights and taillights both light up uh, when you step. It's You have to step pretty hard, especially on carpet. I have to sort of stomp when I'm in carpet if I want the full effect. But Marcus, like, I have a strange question. Sure. Does Lightning McQueen ever have taillights? I want to say, yeah, once he gets his headlights, he probably also gets taillights. Okay. He probably would have needed to get them for the uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he needed one for it, he would probably need the other, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I always assumed that the reason that he got the uh, headlights was, of course, the relentless teasing. But of course, no, it was because of Cars 2. That is the only acknowledgement that any of the other movies have of it. Yeah, that he now has headlights. And of course, as we do bring up, that Doc Hudson is now dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I The big thing I'm worried about in the dryer plan, other than ruining these shoes that I spent more money on than I care to admit, uh, is... Ruining specifically the light-up parts of them? Would you say that's a... As a person who understands electronics a bit more than I do, would you say that's a valid concern? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, if you get that too warm, just the solder could even melt. Hmm. I'm still going to do it because I want to be able to wear them. No, Lucas. not want to take them off immediately. I do have a suggestion if for some reason you were to just swing on over to... My side of the pond, as okay. it were. Sure. Uh, I do have a heat gun. <sighs> that probably would work. Better than now, a dryer. Here's the good news. It's a lot more targeted. Here's the bad news. It's a lot more hot, probably. It's a lot hotter. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So it would be like, you know, have you ever been, uh, have you ever fitted yourself for a mouth guard? No. Ah, well, it would be just like that. Sure, yeah. I bet. Um, the thing about a mouth guard is you put a piece of plastic, or maybe, no, it's probably just plastic or something. Uh, you put that in some real hot water. And then you just chomp down on it. Which, uh, if you do it at, in the wrong way, just burns every part of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it would. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have much to add to that. But yeah, I'm probably going to try the dryer thing. Uh, I'll I'll update y'all next week on it. How about that? All right. And if you need me to do some engineering on these wonderful shoes, just let me know. Sounds I'm good. I'm sure I have some LEDs somewhere. I am going to take them off now because my feet hurt. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. And let me tell you one last thing about it. There's nothing more humbling than Googling the term how to stretch Crocs. Now, Lucas, I will say... I always assumed that they were much too big. Always. Yeah. Because whenever I see them, I think, wow, that's just like a giant flip-flop, kind of. I mean, that's basically what it is, yeah. Uh, and to, to Crocs' credit, that, like if you, look, if you just look for three seconds on their website, you'll find a sentence that says, Crocs tend to run small. I think I just got caught up in the process of you know, I need to enter this drawing now. Now, this is my one chance to do any research beforehand. So it's not fully the fault of the Crocs company. I just got too excited. Honestly, I would say that if they provide you a warning that says, hey, they run small, then it's not at all there. <laughs> it wasn't on the page where I went to enter the drawing, but it is, I think, on their website. And if not on their website, very easily Googleable information. Now, again, before we get into the episode, sure, I uh, need to talk about this. I was confused by the terminology of, it seems you won the croc, 
correct? Almost. I but almost it, won the It's croc. that you won the ability to buy the croc. Yeah, I entered a drawing not for a free pair of adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs, but for I won the privilege of buying a pair of adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs at full price is what I won. And this message goes out to anyone who believes that capitalism works. I just want you to uh, rewind a little bit and listen to what he just said again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I mean, it's a better system than, I mean, we discussed all the problems they've had with uh, past drops of adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs uh, and that they sold out in like an hour. So uh, a drawing seems a bit more fair. But but... then you got to ask the question, why don't they just make more? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of is the question I had because... Man, that artificial scarcity, again, creates a weird aftermarket on eBay for mm-hmm. people just flipping their adult-sized Lightning McQueen Crocs, which I am going to be thinking about every time I see them, is, man, I could probably sell these for... I could make a profit off of these if I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Not as much as some other people, because they're not in their packaging anymore, but yeah, yeah. probably still a profit. It stops being a collector's item, or at least as valuable of one. But that's not what today's episode is about. Honestly, maybe it could be, but we got it. It's time. It's time. We're going to get into Cars on the Road, Episode 1, Dino Park. John, do you you rewatch the episode where they go to the dinosaur park, John? I did not. Okay, I was wondering. (laughs) And do you want to know why I didn't? Something involving your baby. I just forgot. Okay, that's uh, fair, I I did instead watch a bunch of videos by a YouTube channel called I Did a Thing. Sure. And it's this guy who just he does like little engineering projects, but the premise of each of them is, hey, what's something really dumb and dangerous, and then he does it. Yeah. And then he doesn't try and make it safe. Yeah. And then he does some penis jokes. Incredible. Nothing to do with cars on the road, though? Oh, that's... What I'm trying to say is that's exactly what uh, the first episode of Cars on the Road is, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, I rewatched it. I took some notes, so I guess we'll go off those today. All right, let's do <laughs> it. Absolutely. First thing I noted is uh, that, man, this series wastes no time whatsoever before establishing its just initial like idea and concept like i mean with only like nine minutes an episode yeah kind of have to i think i looked at it there's roughly 10 to 15 seconds of lightning uh like racing on that same piece of desert that he always does uh before mater comes in and goes bye uh and but like what's happening and he says i'm going to my sister's wedding goodbye and then we're we're there we have yep. the concept of the show which i just thought was fun and then if my memory serves immediately after that is people asking the question wait you have a sister what as if he didn't say that he had a sister in the first movie yeah yeah you want to go ahead and get into that, or is that a good topic for the final episode where we finally meet Mato? No, I just think we need to talk about the fact that Mater is a citizen of Radiator Springs. And when he meets Lightning McQueen, he, within the first movie, tells this man, Oh, I have a sister. Meaning, he's not shy about it, he's not hiding it, and it's one of the things that he cares enough to mention to anyone he cares about. Why did no one else that he lives with and has lived with for a sizable amount of his life, why did no one remember this? Yeah, that's... Because, like, even if you say, well, he only told Lightning, clearly he would have told other people because he didn't, like, it was nothing to him to just mention that offhandedly. Yeah, the way he mentions he has a sister, I don't remember the exact scene or anything, but if I remember right, he doesn't just say... I, Mater, have a sister. Uh, he just sort of casually drops like a, her in a story. Like, yeah, oh, I, I remember was... one time my sister did this or something. Mm-hmm. 
you know? So yeah, this the sister of his matters to him. He mentions her in story, and he's definitely told at least lightning. Why don't people remember this about Mater? Why do people seem to not care about him except for he is the story? Okay, I've got two theories. One Mm -hmm. is grounded and down to earth. The other has some God King Mater stuff in there. So I'll do the grounded one first. All right. The first is that maybe Mater did only mention it to Lightning uh, because like... In that first movie, he felt so comfortable around Lightning. He felt so quickly that Lightning could be his best friend. He sort of let his guard down, you know? Like, Mater doesn't like his sister, uh, at least at the beginning of this series. Mater doesn't have a good relationship with her. He doesn't like talking about her. So maybe he's usually guarded about that, uh, but he sort of let his guard down incidentally with Lightning because they had such a connection. Hmm. Would be maybe the storytelling reason. Uh, the God King one is Mater doesn't want anyone to know that he has a better, so he erased all their memories. Mm, that seems more likely. Doesn't it, kind of? Yeah. Uh, as far as this is a children's movie, it makes more sense that uh, he has some supernatural power that lets people forget, oh, here's a detail I don't want you to know because she is more powerful than me. As we will get into nine episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think either of those work just based on how much you want to make like, uh, Mater, you know, a god among men. Mm-hmm. Another note I had here was when Lightning says they will take, they can take Mac uh, across country, as we mentioned last weekend, very dehumanizing or decarorizing. Yeah, not uh, when he asked, when he stated that they would be taking Mac. Yeah, that was kind of funky. But another thing I noticed in there is it says, uh, Lightning says, we can stretch out in the trailer. And like, I don't think they can really. (laughs) It's very small. Yeah. They can't. He would never say that about Mac. That's going to make him insecure. They can't like turn around in the trailer, (laughs) for Christ's sake. So I don't. I don't know. It just struck me as a weird wording. It doesn't. It's not something we need to get into. But I mean, think about it this way, Lucas. Imagine you're on a bus for a trip. I often do. And people are like, oh yeah, you can stretch out your legs. That's what they're going for, right? Sure. Yeah. But like, even then, it's still cramped. Now imagine that you're on said uh, bus on a trip. And there's a car taking up most of the space. You, a human being, are sharing this bus with a car. You're going to feel a lot more cramped. Yeah. Now imagine that uh, that car is running. Don't like that. Yeah. You're going to suffocate. You're uh-huh. going to die. But if you're a car, maybe you don't. Maybe you can just ignore the fumes. All right. There's still so much less space. Now imagine that you are also the size of a car. Yeah. What I don't does like... stretching out mean for you in that situation? I mean, nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It's meaningless. Is sort of so, the larger point. <laughs> yeah, they're clearly wanting to go for a, okay, it's bigger than a car. Yeah. So you can stretch out. But like, are they implying that when these cars travel, they're incapable of stretching out? Yeah, that's kind of my thing. If anything, I, I think just driving yourself would be where you could stretch out. Yeah, because figures of speech uh, are one thing, but like they are car people. They're not yeah. just cars yeah. with people in them. Like if they were cars with people in them, this might almost make sense. But no, that's not what this is. That doesn't make sense. Some figures of speech don't work when you translate them. Especially when you don't actually even translate them. Yeah, that's just a point we make all all the time, I feel like. But it's worth repeating because they should stop doing it. Here is an important question. Mm -hmm. Does Mac require less sleep? I mean, 
he requires some sleep, obviously, mm-hmm. from Cars 1. Or Cars 1 wouldn't have ever happened. Yeah, that's sort of the inciting incident, if you will. So uh, why is it that Lightning thinks that it would be faster? I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, Mac is a professional at doing it. So he's better at navigating and better at maybe staying up longer. But it doesn't seem like that makes sense. It, to me, very much doesn't. Yeah. Like, what is the thought there? That, okay, I don't, because this is what really bothered me the whole time this was being considered. Uh, What he wants is for him and Mater to be inside of a, a trailer. And his concern is that when they take the trip on their own, it's going to be slower, one. And two, he might get fed up with, like, the whole experience. Yeah, he says, like, privately to Sally when he's worried about it, he says, that's a lot of Mater. And, like, the reason the trip is ends up being slower is because Mater frames it as, hey, let's take the back roads, let's see the sights, let's take our time. Uh, but just on its own, like Lightning, the, the way he frames it as Mac would be so much faster, you're right, is weird. Mm-hmm. And then you have to think about, okay, sure, if you pretend that's true, then you have to acknowledge, well... Everyone thinks of it as, oh, that's a lot of Mater. Sure. And then, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, technically, he's not getting more Mater just because they're in an enclosed space. But it's a highly concentrated Mater. Yeah, for sure. Like, the amount of Mater may be the same, but you're not able to dilute it at all. That would be worse to me if my concern was I don't want that much closeness then, of course, what I don't want is, you know, that much closeness and no ability to avoid it or turn around even. Yeah, especially, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The inability to turn around, like, because they've only got three options of how they orient themselves in that truck, and it has to be that way from when they get in the truck. They either are both facing the same direction, so one of them is any the other's like exhaust pipe butt area. They are both facing opposite directions, so they're just butt to butt. Not very good for like a bonding road trip, or they are both facing opposite directions but facing each other, in which they are, you know, about a foot from each other's face for the yep. entire time. Like there's no good way that trip works. True. But Lucas, imagine if that were the case. And also, you had nothing else to look at. Yeah. Because there's like a screen. Uh-huh. But only one of them's going to see the screen. So what do you do there? Oh, I'm Lightning McQueen. Of course, I get to face the screen. Yeah. Or... Mater's never had this opportunity. We give him the screen. Like, I'm a person who needs constant uh, stimulation. Sure. I need, like, uh, an audio book and a video game and maybe even a TV episode on all the time. Uh, if I were on a road trip, when I am on road trips, I I need to either be doing something, listening to something, and all that, or... I need to be asleep. Mater does not, to me, scream person who uh, is going to let me sleep. Yeah, for sure. So so I give him the TV and then my trip is ruined because I'm just incredibly bored the rest of the time because I'm staring at his butt. All right. I can sleep, though. Reverse of that. I'm watching the TV and then I just constantly have Mater asking questions about what I'm watching. It's no and good, that man. sounds so much worse. It's no good. So I so guess it's face to face or it's butt to butt, and yeah. I think it's got to be face to face. Yeah, and that's too much of anyone. 
yeah, it's still it's it's all bad. They made the right choice in not going in Mac. <laughs> but the problem is they didn't think or Lightning didn't think that was the right choice. And I need to know why. Uh he's short sighted and values comfort too much. I don't know. Man, I really want to say like, but he's an athlete. His whole thing is traveling. In Mac. But not like his whole thing is he races, which oh. is a form of traveling. Why would he not want to travel? Because uh, you doesn't... could even say, well, it's he's all about speed and not long distances, but he does the same distance over and over again, 200, 400, however many times. I don't know. John, I am going to say there are literal dinosaurs in this episode, and we have spent the first half hour or so of this episode on my new Crocs and the idea of them going in a trailer. So I do kind of want us to move on. But think about... Okay, admittedly, part of me wants to avoid the dinosaurs. We can't, man. It's because, the point of the episode. <laughs> yeah, but they're fake even in the episode. No, they got... We, there's they stuff exist. to talk about. They exist or have existed. But we don't see actual dinosaurs. We see I, we see stop motion dinosaurs. I know, but we also see fossils and like this throws lots of wrenches into lots of our theories. We got to get to the dinosaurs. We can't avoid it. All right. So there are dinosaurs. But I do have some other stuff first. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh it's like two things. I do want to talk about, before we get to the Dino Park, I know I was the one who wanted to get to the Dino Park. I think I more wanted to get off the concept of them being in a trailer. Uh, I want to talk about the two of the flashback attractions they visit. The first being the world's largest tire maze. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at it, and it seems like a pretty averagely sized tire maze. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... There's very possible there's a lot of it we're not seeing, but it doesn't look like it. And all I'm saying is that if Luigi and Guido want to come for the crown, I think they could do it pretty easily. Okay, but think of it this way. Those are shoes and or feet. True. If you're traveling in a thing constructed, it's a bunch of walls constructed of feet, uh, any or amount. Shoes. Let's just say feet for now. Okay. If you're it traveling, makes your point better. Yeah. Okay. In a structure that is walls made of feet, any amount of wall is going to be a lot of wall. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's not so much how big the structure is, but that there is a structure at all that is fantastic in this situation. Yeah. Fantastic, not in the good sense, but in the uh, fantasy, but could be a bad thing. <laughs> That's fair, but we do have at the Casa de Ta- della Tires, or whatever it is, the giant replica of the Leaning Tower of Pisa made of tires. So all I'm saying is Luigi and Guido have the experience of making tire-based structures. They got a lot of tires. I think they could easily if they want to have the world's largest something, which they have to have the world's largest replica of the Leading Tower of Pisa made of tires, but I don't know if that's quite the roadside attraction that the world's largest tire maze is. Well, uh, two theories. One, uh, they're, one of them at least is a super soldier who doesn't want people uh, giving him attention. Sure. And two... Uh, there is a certain amount of impermanence to the Leaning Tower of Pisa that is made of tires that we've discussed. Uh, and to me, it says these tires are still for sale. And mm. if you're making the world's largest tire maze, a big point of that is going to be like an amount of permanence because you don't want people to just like push over or knock over the tires. So there's yeah. got to be something holding them all together. And that, to me, says, well, if this were the case, then Luigi and Guido would not be able to sell them because they'd all be, like, glued together. But every time that they give someone four tires, they probably get four old ratty tires in return. So maybe they could use those. 
Or they could burn them because that's a thing for some reason. That is. It's horrible for pretty much everything. Uh, but I don't know. I just wanted to point it out. It's not a very big tire maze. It's not. Uh, then I did want to t- just touch on Car Hinge. Then, w- hey, folks, I promise we're going to talk about the dinosaurs. <laughs> I did want to talk about Car Hinge first because Stonehenge isn't in America. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is. There is on Route 66 a famous attraction that is uh, Stonehenge made of cars. That's what they are referring to. But it's made of cars and not rocks that look like cars. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about what I have just mentioned. Any amount of foot would be horrifying. Now imagine it's just bodies. Yeah. And no. as we've seen in uh, either Radiator Springs or right next to it, uh, you keep that stuff hidden. Yeah, I understand why it isn't made of cars, but I'm wondering what differentiates it from Stonehenge in England, if anything. I'm wondering if this is the Stonehenge and there isn't one in England is basically what I'm getting at. Huh. I would hope that actual Stonehenge is harder to knock over. Yeah, me too, man. (laughs) Because to me, things in this world in general, way too easy to knock over. Uh, For example, see dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, But I have to imagine in our world, if Stonehenge were that easy to knock over, it would have happened by now. Yeah, that always freaks me out about Stonehenge. I know these rocks weigh like tons and tons. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole draw of Stonehenge is like, hey, how'd they do this? But like, it sure looks like if you ran into them hard enough, they'd fall down, doesn't it? I can't say that I feel that way. Simply because uh, I've seen rocks that look like they're just barely touching and they're supporting each other's weight. And like, it seems like a stiff breeze should knock everything over and crush people so hard and then like i have pushed those rocks and gotten nothing from them yeah like i'm pretty sure it's just a misconception in my head of how how heavy things really are and how much that affects them but i I don't know it just that's always the impression i've gotten from stonehenge it looks precarious i would love to see it but i would be a little freaked out Mm -hmm. but yeah i'll say that maybe this maybe stonehenge is completely unchanged in england uh, and also there's a pretty good chance we see it in Cars 2 and we just don't remember it because they like to show us stuff like that in Cars 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a replica of it made of co- rocks that were either carved or found naturally that looked like cars. How about that? Yep. Cool. John, it's time for dinosaurs. All right. Dinosaurs. What do we know about them? Uh, despite what many members of my family believe, they were real and they did not exist uh, 6,000 years ago. Yeah, they did not exist simultaneously with the cars themselves. Which they do point out in, of course, the dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to... Do you think that's because they wanted to make it clear that Major wasn't a creationist and they weren't throwing out creationist ideas? By having uh, part of me wants to say, of course not, but then part of me is like, I hope so. Yeah, like it felt very much like they're like, hey, hey, we know this isn't how this would work. We're making it fun for our cars TV show, but we know that we're not saying that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. Okay, okay. Because like a lot of this felt like a bit of an after-school special of, hey, learning is fun. The cool racer, he is a nerd, and that's cool. And the guy who's hesitant and doesn't like it, he learns that learning is fun too. So maybe you can too. Everything is wonderful. But also, dinosaurs existed a long time ago. Let's not get it twisted. Humans, or cars, uh, didn't exist at the same time. Yeah, so that just felt like a a funny line to me. Mm -hmm. But... I noticed lots of tiny things that I took notes on, but I feel like we should just discuss the fact that they confirmed 
probably confirmed that uh, robotic car dinosaurs existed at least 50 million years ago in the cars first. And we should just talk about that general idea for a while. Yeah. Okay. So they existed and they had pretty much, we can assume a very similar structure to how dinosaur society worked actually. Yeah. Which is to say that for some reason, some of them were uh, herbivores. Some of them were meat eaters and you know, the dinosaurs ate dinosaurs, except some of them were just real big for some reason. Yeah. And like, I guess what throws me for a loop with all this is some of the dinosaurs basically just look like cars that they threw a few spikes and stuff on. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what dinosaurs look like. Yeah. Uh, but some of them are just dinosaurs that look like robots. Now, let's give them this. Even the T-Rex that wasn't a T-Rex, even it uh, had four wheels. No, yeah, they they do go out of their way to make them still vaguely Mm -hmm. vehicle-y, including the Tyrannomyciosaurus Rex, if you're wondering. Took me a long time to figure out what the car pun was there. I think transmission? It's transmission. Yeah, it's too too hidden in there for me though it's uh uh, i don't know how to say this it's it's too high level for cars yeah yeah like i don't know (laughs) that's not it's neither here nor there but like everything we've seen in the cars first everything before this episode is just a vehicle with a face like some of them have weird things that could like imply antlers, but they are, you know, li- they're lights or something, or just a, a fixture of lights. Yeah, or like the pigeons and cars too have like little things that look a little bit like feathers on them, but it's like a, their paint job almost. Mm-hmm. This is the first we've seen of like, oh, these are just animals that are robots. <laughs> It feels very much like a, how do we make dinosaurs that are cars? And someone was like, I'm done. It's been three weeks and I've been banging my head against this. We're just going to make a T-Rex and then put four wheels on it. I went, oh yeah, sure. (laughs) Which is weird because we do see what we always come back to is the Dinoco logo has just a normal dinosaur on it. Mm-hmm. Like, and and we see a model of one of those dinosaurs at the dino park, and like his neck works the same, but they do hide the bottom of him where his wheels would be, and mm-hmm. in the Dinoco logo, those are just legs. Yeah. So like, what's up, <laughs> cars first? What are dinosaurs here? Which of course brings us to something else very important that we need to talk about: Are bears real? Yeah. Because we assumed that, of course, they were, because California's flag does, in fact, have just a bear. Just a bear on it. But the logic there is, if they just have a bear, then bears must be real, because that's how it works in our world, specifically vis-a-vis flag. Yeah. But if we can't even assume that's true because dinosaurs, because dinosaur, then we can't assume that a bear is anything but a mythological creature. Yeah, which we can get into more uh, during the cryptid episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the biggest wrench this throws in for us is, you know, anything, any of our, our, you know, uh, prequel ideas that are like, oh, they were humans. And then, because like, I don't know, that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Unless we go on our theory that they sort of, when they became the cars, they re-remembered all of human knowledge and human history as if they'd always been cars. And I know what you're saying. There are fossils of car dinosaurs. All I got for that is maybe the manufacturer made them. Lucas, you're getting real close to ancient aliens. No, I I know, man. (laughs) I've I've never felt more like a conspiracy theorist than with that theory, but 
I think I think with any of our prequels that are human based that we just have to assume something like that now, unless it's you know my general theory on Turbo Teen, which is ah a beam made all of reality shift to cars, so all of the normal dinosaur bones became car dinosaur bones. There's that. There's uh, Mater just wished it to be so, which yeah kind of works in the situation extremely well and then there is of course uh space disease which turns everything into vehicle because of nanites yeah anything that like uh is just a full reality shift still works but a lot of our cars took over theories are really really hurt by this episode Mm -hmm. which is a shame i like those are some of my favorites now, there is a chance that it was a time as a circle situation where yeah. there were humans and then they did something and then everything happened. And then, oh, look, it's a circle. We're back to dinosaurs, except now they're car dinosaurs. Yeah, I could see that. But then how do we assume that that becomes regular cars? Because they assume so much of our culture unless we're just assuming that the whole time is a circle thing is really, really strong of like, Oh yeah. Convergent evolution isn't about anything, but you know, culture. Yeah. Unless, yeah. The only way time is a circle works as a explanation is like time is a really tight and strict circle, except when it comes to everything being cars instead. Yeah. Everything is exact except for the things that are doing the things. Yeah, exactly. Which seems tough to wrap my head around, but that's a theory too. Mm-hmm. And you can't say that it isn't. You, you really can't. Do you want to know... Okay. I have a couple of tiny details in the background uh, of the Dinosaur Center that I think are going to blow this thing wide open. Let's do but it. I do. I, first... No, no, I want to go ahead and get into them. I'm going to go ahead and send you two pictures, John, and I'll just let you decide uh, which we should go into first, because, I don't know, man, they're pretty messed up. All right. Uh, give me one second to... One. Do... Lucas, where are they? Okay, there's one. Wait for the other one before you react to this one. I know you're going to see the first one and say, oh, well, it's got to be this. What could the other one be? In the meantime, while John reacts to those, I do want to give a quick shout out to JT, who did uh, send us a direct message on Twitter, pointing out lots of things about this episode, but my favorite being that the uh, Tyrannosaurus teeth are part of their metal shell and not separate teeth. Uh, Something that I didn't notice. I don't know about you, John, but like just a sort of weird difference in between, you know, uh, the dino cars and the... I guess, normal cars that they evolved into, mm-hmm. question mark. That so. was something that did actually bother me, which is an upsetting thing to think about, is that this, when I was watching this uh, kid's production, a big problem arose in my mind, and it was, why are those teeth not teeth? Yeah, which I guess they're just a different kind of beast. It seems like those teeth would work a lot better. For, Uh you know, eating the other cars, which is something we got to talk about. But first, John, what do you think about those images I've sent you? Well, is that a cave person? Yeah. Or is that a dinosaur person? Yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about the first one first. There does seem to be what I'm affectionately referring to as a saber tooth uh, forklift or perhaps Mm -hmm. a mammoth forklift. Either way, his forks look look like giant tusks. Which, if uh, this is hinting that he is a dinosaur, that would mean that fork trucks are far more and far less evolved on account of having 50 million more years. Yeah, like, and... Who, who, which would explain know. why they're able to do everything. Yeah, 
to be fair, we don't know when this museum is saying the saber-toothed forklift existed or anything. But like, and we'll tweet out these images uh, if you want to look at them. But I don't know, man. <laughs> is this saying that the forklifts are a different species from cars? Okay, so I don't know how to answer this question. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's upsetting to me. Uh, it's kind of interesting, too. It makes it more of like a fantasy realm where, like, there are different uh, sort of species or races of being, being like elves and dwarves and stuff. But mm-hmm. it doesn't make me feel better about, you know, the oppression that the forklifts <laughs> seem to deal with. It makes more and less sense because they have evidence, it seems, that maybe fork trucks are like perhaps less evolved creatures, uh-huh. but also it seems like they're the supreme being who can survive everything. Yeah, like, I don't know. I It almost seems to me like they're implying that both Neanderthals and Homo sapiens survived, you know? And, like, are just their own thing now, which I I don't know what to make of it. I am deeply upset by it. (laughs) It's one thing I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Unless, I don't know, maybe did the forklifts also then evolve into cars as well? Like, they're just a a divergent of evolution? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think that the, the words you just said are exactly what this is a case of, except it's convergent evolution of sure. the perfect being is, of course, a fork truck. True. So this being isn't actually, it's kind of like trees. You know how trees aren't genetically related at all and it doesn't make any sense, but it's just like a convergent evolution of plant life? Yeah. Well, I think that this isn't something that is in any way related to modern fork trucks. It's just such a good evolutionary design that that's what fork trucks happen to be and become because that's what it is. It's That's the perfect specimen. Okay. Yeah, I can dig that. Which makes me think, boy, howdy, why are they the underclass? <laughs> yeah, that's always what we get to. They're the ones who can do stuff. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well. Yeah. Let's not get further into that because that could easily become a conversation we don't want to have. Yeah. Um, So the next picture is, of course, (laughs) the thing that tells me how everything happened. Yeah. Time is a circle. We made the first beings and the first beings, of course, were submarines with faces on them. Yeah, let and, me uh, let me describe the image real quick before we get too far into it. You know those diagrams that sort of explain uh, how fish sort of came up onto land or sea creatures came onto land at first, like the first beings who came out of the sea. It's basically that, but it's submarine into boat with wheels into car, kind of. And... Yeah, I'll let you continue, John, but why would they have it in the background of their show? Why would they do that? Yeah, uh, so here's here's what we're... Okay, we're looking at the evolution of creatures. Um, this tells me how dinosaur vehicles happened. Yeah. It is, yeah. of course, uh, that... Well... We made the perfect being, and it was a submarine with a, a face. With a face. <laughs> As and, everyone agrees, is the perfect being. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, we died out because of like, global warming or something. And then the submarines started coming onto land, and then they grew into dinosaurs. And then, of course, the dinosaurs became cars. And it all happened super fast. And what I'm trying to say is that uh, the 
timeline of creationists is actually true for cars. So lightning's wrong about the 50 million years? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. 50 million years uh, is just something that the cars believe because of the programming that was instilled in the first land-walking creatures uh, that were cars 6,000 years ago because we programmed them to think that. Yeah, we, they, they've got the entirety of Wikipedia in their mind. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, these are like the dinosaurs. What is that? Okay, yeah, 50 million years ago. Got it. Yeah. Okay, I can dig that. I mean, I think this image is just absolutely going to be foundational for everything we ever do from here on out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's the beginning of land-based life in the cars first. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot. It's a lot. And uh, one thing we got to discuss. The submarine grew a fin, which somehow became tires. Yes. Yeah. Like, we can't see it super duper well. It's very much in the background. But, yeah, it seems to grow weird little appendages that become tires first. Which, why would they evolve tires? (laughs) Because How they are they speed. Evolved? Yeah, I guess. Submarines go pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I guess if we're assuming a a creature that can evolve its mechanics, you know, it doesn't it's not limited by biology. Tires are, you know, a pretty good way we found to get around. So that would be an evolutionary beneficial way to evolve onto land. Sure. I guess. Yeah. 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 Sorry, this image has upset me ever since I've noticed it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. But I do want to talk about the fossils that are left behind by these dino cars, assuming they're not manufactured to (laughs) make the sheeple stay asleep, you know. Uh, And that is, why does only some of the metal get fossilized? And not the rest of the metal. Well, like, for the same reason that uh, that happens with dinosaurs. The squishy bit. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff going on on the outside of the car that is metal. <laughs> that isn't or, represented in the fossils. <laughs> or is it squishy bit? I mean, I guess it could be. It certainly looks like metal. <laughs> now, Lucas... Yeah. Think about it this way. Have you seen the book that is a bunch of artistic representations of animals nowadays that are uh, interpretations based on how we view dinosaurs? Okay, the assumptions we make from fossil data. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. It's It shows like, oh, this is what a terrifying creature a, go- a goose would look like if we assumed all the things we assume with dinosaurs. But well, like, boy, howdy, they look terrifying, but that's not what goose look like. Maybe that's not what dinosaur look like. Maybe sure. that's just, I don't know, some weird compression effect. And they're like, oh, it's obviously going to have the same uh, metal coating. And maybe it didn't. Maybe it did. Who knows? Maybe the reason they think those teeth are that way is because that's just the skull that we're seeing. Yeah, I could dig that. I, I, So are you implying that there is exposed squishy bit on the dinosaurs, the real dinosaurs, uh, and that scientists of the modern Carsverse are assuming that there would be metal there, but there actually isn't? Let's go even further than that. Yeah. Um, what if all of it is just actual dinosaurs that they have added things to because they think that's what they're supposed to look like. Okay. It's a it's an arc experience effect <laughs> sure. of, oh, here is what a dinosaur in this arc would have looked like because that's what we believe, so we're making it happen. And a road trip side attraction that has dinosaurs in it screams that that could easily be possible. <laughs> so what if dinosaurs what if dinoco even that symbol of dinoco and it's oh look it's dinoco it's the dinosaur 
that's just for some reason a company that did it right. And then everything else that you see that is dinosaurs, they add wheels to it because like, oh, well, I don't understand how they get around on these weird fleshy bits. They clearly had tires. Okay. So, okay. What we're saying is that the art, the cars take over theories might still hold some water is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I like that and I want the cars take over theories to still hold water. But the fossils are definitely metal and like mm-hmm. look like robot But what if that's just the thing they put, like the dressing they put on top of it? Okay. What if that's not actual skeleton? Because here's the thing. You see Mater bump into it and it falls over. Mm-hmm. So clearly this roadside attraction... You've seen dinosaurs just on the side of the road that are just like paper mache creations. Yeah. What if that's the reason it's not secured enough? It's not safe enough because these aren't actual fossils. You're just seeing depictions of what they assumed they looked like. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's not uh, that. Maybe they don't even have fossils is what you're saying. They just think that they should have fossils because of, you know, what we've said with human, uh, like the human history becoming rewritten to cars in their head. So they've made mock-ups of like, oh, well, fossils exist. I don't have any, but I want to make like a roadside thing. So uh, this is probably what a dinosaur looked like. Sure, here we go. Yep. They have actual skeletons, and that's it. It's like, okay, so here's actual skeleton, and here's the rough bit is that, okay... We have this. How are we going to view it? Because I can't accept that this is a creature that existed without some method of transportation because everything's a vehicle. And it's just this weird, I I refuse to acknowledge what I'm looking at. I do like that quite a bit. I think as much as I like that one, I think my personal belief is going to be the middle, the middle ground of like, there are fleshy bits that just, you know, decayed away. And why would they assume there would be fleshy bits? So that's why they're a little funky. But I like yours a lot still. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Two more things I want to get into. One, this one I feel like is going to be pretty short. The dinosaurs do eat each other. And we've always wondered if they eat the tractors. I think that's the most solid evidence that they eat the tractors of anything we've gotten. You know? All right. That just the concept of, you know, <laughs> these mechanical beings eating each other exists. Would you agree, disagree, thoughts on it? I got nothing. Okay. Then I'm going to say you agree, and it's a, it's a platinum stamped kachat Solid theory. platinum. Absolutely. Yeah. The official opinion of anyone who has one right now. <laughs> Great. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, last thing, was some of the stuff on cave people, lightning, and Mater. That like, like Mater's like toe hook, instead of being rope, was a vine. Mm-hmm. Lightning spoiler was made of like bamboo shoots. Mm-hmm. Everything's wheels are made of stone. Like, is that implying, at least for for the two cave people thing, the the line made of vine and the spoiler made of bamboo shoots is that implying that they made those and that they're artificial additions to their being because yes. they're made of different stuff mm-hmm. okay but also it can't be because you know how the whole um it's a part of them yeah and like i get what they were going for for just aesthetically like it makes sense, like, oh, instead of a rope, what if it was a vine so it looks like a dinosaur timey? Sure. But, like, why would that be the case? <laughs> why would evolution from early human humanity to current humanity involve tow trucks going from vine ropes to just rope ropes? Because... Uh... <sighs> When a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they make rope and rope. When you you have vines, 
you make lemonade. Great um, point, John. Because building is the best part. Oh, from robots? No, yep. I know what you're talking about. You always reference that. I'm going to say that I want the tow line to be a tool because that would make the most sense, you know? But, like, then all the tow stuff around it would also have to be a tool. Mm-hmm. And that feels very much part of Mater. So, yeah, I guess I guess it just evolved into a rope and a metal hook instead of a stone hook, and their tires became not made of rocks because evolution. I don't know, man. I don't I don't have it. I don't have that one. I just don't have that one. Yeah, that's it. It's that. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, I think we've done a pretty pretty thorough job on this episode, Johnny. You think so? Absolutely. We've covered everything in great detail, and we've become extremely confident in all things. Honestly, for, again, about a 10-minute episode, good job, us. Uh, one thing I do want to do with each of these, and I want to get your opinion on it, since, you know, you're half of this podcast, is I think it would be fun for all the Cars on the Road episodes as we go through them to, similar to how we do with uh, all of the Origin stories, ratings mm-hmm. for them, but I want to do a rating on how much lore we think this episode like the episode, not our episode, the episode of Cars on the Road injected into the Cars verse and just how, how much we liked the episode purely like not having to do with our podcast about it, you know? Mm-hmm. That sound good? Yep. Okay. This one is tough for me lore-wise mm-hmm. because it's definitely above a lot of them with the all the dinosaur stuff. You know, you remember the dinosaur stuff. Mm. but it doesn't reconfirm ghosts or have the grim reaper in it or other things to that nature so it's not as high as it can be and we've already had evidence of dinosaurs through the dinoco logo and the the cut uh backwards to the forwards short so i'm gonna say maybe like a seven out of ten six out of ten on lore that sound about right to you i would say that because of my personal feelings it can't get higher than a six i would go so far as to say it's a five because like yes there are dinosaurs but i was promised dinosaurs and i was given oh yeah they have existed yeah, you, you were given fossils and a dream sequence is what yeah. you were given. Yeah. And I was promised interaction with dinosaurs. <laughs> That's fair enough. I think five is good for you. I, I'm, I'll, I'll stick to a six, but I mm-hmm. see where you're coming from, definitely. Just on how good of an episode it was, I don't know, it was fine. <laughs> they had to cover a lot of ground at the beginning, and it felt very rushed. Uh, and it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. This one isn't great. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I'm going to agree with that 4 out of 10. This one is the only one that disappointed me to the point of me being, like, upset with the episode. Yeah, like, even outside of us wanting there to be literal interaction with dinosaurs, like time travel of some sort or Jurassic Park shenanigans of some sort, uh, for for the podcast, like, I don't know, it would have been more fun... (laughs) For the viewer as well, if that had happened. I understand you don't want to ruin your Cars First world, but you did put the Grim Reaper in two episodes from now, so you can't care too much about that. Yeah, and uh, it's this is a historical, historically known thing. You yeah. can't just say it was all a dream and that be okay. Yeah, I would still call it fine. It was fun at some points. I liked the sort of flip on its head of like, oh no, lightning's a weird nerd about dinosaurs. Like that's a fun little bit of lightning McQueen lore, if nothing else uh, that I thought was cool for his character, but I don't know. Yeah, it was fine. That was the redeeming quality for me is that yes, lightning McQueen is in fact a nerd. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also the message of like, it's fun to learn felt a little bit ham fisted at times. Yep. But it's also, I think, the only one that does that, so that's good. 
yeah, it, that's it. Got me worried about the rest of them. I'll say mm-hmm. <laughs> when it was like learning's fun. I was like, oh god, is that going to be sort of the vibe for all of these? And then they're like, no, we're going to have one where they just say trucks a lot. And I was like, oh, thank God, trucks, trucks, trucks. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much lore that implies, but I am excited to do that episode anyway. Yeah, but that's our episode for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and a big, big thank you to JT for sending us uh, that uh, lots of thoughts about uh, the episode. Uh, I also want to shout out their thought that uh, they wanted specifically Francesco, uh, the Italian guy uh, mm-hmm. from Cars 2, to appear. Uh, they thought it would be good if he was at in the third episode, the Salt Fever one, where they're trying to reach top speed. And I think yep. that's a really good, really good thought. Actually, would have been a good place to put him there. But also, like, yeah, the motivation is already there. Of I didn't win, and that's terrible. So oh, I need yeah. to be made faster through experimentation. Yeah, would have worked great. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you again to JT, and if you want to be like JT and have your name said during and at the end of the episode, and thanked specifically, you gotta send us your thoughts, folks. We need them. John and I'm gonna even... be super weird right now. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like obviously I'm super important to all of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be so kind as to say, JT. Oh. Yep. You've all, John also said his name. That's, yep. I, I didn't quite get what he was going for for a second, but now I do. It's been said one more time and also by all members of the podcast. Except, you, I guess, if you count Liz and Liz and even Bella and Rory, because sometimes they make noise. Where was I? Yeah, please uh, be like JT. Send us your thoughts specifically on the second episode of Cars on the Road. It's the one where there are ghosts, folks. It is so easy to have thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please send those to us at uh, either our Twitter. You can tweet at us or DM us. I have figured out how DMs work. Uh, so you can definitely do that. And our Twitter is uh, at the Kachat. You can also email them to us if you want to. And that email address is thekachat at gmail.com. Now John says his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tiny robots are-